Hello, and welcome to Medical Motherhood for July 10th, 2022. I'm Shasta Kearns-Moore. Medical Motherhood is a weekly Substack newsletter and podcast on the experience of raising disabled children. Please consider a paid subscription. You can do that by going to medicalmotherhood.com slash subscribe. On the second Sunday of every month, Medical Motherhood publishes an editorial cartoon by Lenore Eklund. This week's shows how adding accessibility to common items seems to jack up the price exponentially. The first panel is a $39 beach chair advertisement featuring durable construction and washable fabric. At the bottom it says, this would be great if it was accessible. In the next panel, the chair features all-terrain wheels to ride over sand, snow, and rocks. At the bottom it says, okay, but could it be made a little safer? The chair has a seat belt in the third panel and advertises a harness option. And at the bottom it says, now we're talking. In the final panel, this modified chair is now advertised as a special needs beach chair at $1,039. The panel says, can we talk about financial accessibility? I know I can relate. Medicalized equipment often costs five times more than I think it will. Be sure to check out Lenore's comic and share from their website. Time now for Medical Motherhood's News Roundup, snippets of news and opinion from outlets around the world. From Eugene Weekly in Oregon, a care coalition, paid parent caregivers fight for funding. Paige Hall is a parent advocate who struggles to find caregivers for her medically fragile son. She says there is definitely a shortage of people who are able to work. Her son's special needs qualify for enough state-allotted hours to cover both a full-time and part-time caregiver. Hall says finding the right fit for the job is difficult. We did have two caregivers kind of just up and quit one day. It's hard to find qualified, consistent, and reliable caregivers, Hall says. It was very stressful and heartbreaking for my son. While struggling to staff caregiving hours with reliable employees, Hall says she takes on much of the care of her son's needs herself. Getting paid for the work she already does is something she says has helped her family immensely. She says with access to these paid hours, she no longer has to worry about basic needs like paying for bills, food, and transportation to regular doctor's appointments. When this program started, of course I jumped on it right away because the labor is already there. It already exists, Hall says. He needs physical help. He needs medical help. He needs somebody there to create a consistent and reliable structure and routine. I'm already there doing these things. Before COVID, parents were prevented from qualifying for being paid for caregiver hours by an Oregon law, with an exclusion that bars providers from offering services if, quote, the individual is a child and the independent provider is the parent of the child. The COVID-related qualification now allows parents to provide paid care for their disabled children if those children qualify for 240 or more caregiver service hours a month. From the Oregonian, Oregon Live, hundreds of Oregon's disabled children are illegally denied full school days, new report finds. 
The report details, quote, obfuscation, hostility, and silence the consultant was met with by districts, State Senator Sarah Gelser-Bluen said. She called that mistreatment reflective of the experience students and parents have every day. The report found that while a majority of Oregon students with disabilities live in cities and large urban areas, the largest number of students placed on shortened school days live in small and mid-sized cities or towns. Most are of elementary school age. Gaps in data were also identified as a major systemic issue. One anecdote, a school district's records on shortened school days were kept in a notebook that went missing. Another, special education records were stored in the head of the district's head of special education, who subsequently passed away. The report calls on the Oregon Department of Education to implement six specific recommendations, the most crucial of which is to implement clear, firm guidance to school districts on what situations in which it is appropriate to use shortened school days and the correct process to do so. It also suggests the department study and explore ways to help fill staffing shortages for special needs classrooms in rural areas, as well as boost support for student mental health services statewide. From the Gazette in Iowa, Democrat Deirdre Desir calls for expanded access to respite care in Iowa. Organizations like this could be doing more if we had more people working in the industry, gubernatorial candidate Deidre Dijir said. How do we do that? Well, part of that is increasing the reimbursement rate because the cost of business has gone way up. While Camp Courageous does not receive direct government aid, many families who send their children to the camp do through Iowa Health and Community-Based Services funding for waiver programs for individuals with brain injuries and intellectual and other disabilities, Camp CEO Charlie Becker said. While the camp does not endorse or support any particular candidate, Becker said DeGere's visit provides greater exposure and good living testimony to the opportunities, needs, and activities available to people with special needs in Iowa. Becker hoped DeGere's visit can, quote, expose the camp to a lot of people that could potentially be our future staff. We're, like everybody else, short on staff, Becker said. Before the pandemic, Becker said the camp averaged about 10,000 campers a year. Normally, during the summer, the camp would have 100 campers and 100 staffers for the week. Right now, we're at less than half of that just because of staffing, he said. The demand is huge. From Chat News Today in Canada, father of disabled daughter calling for change to license care regu- child care regulations. Medicine Hat, Alberta. For Ryan Kingsley, the past few months have been hard. That's because he has been scrambling to find after-school care for his 13-year-old disabled daughter who has Rett syndrome. It's especially stressful when you have a disabled child. You know, we are constantly worried about her health and all the complexities that go along with having a disabled child, but then to get the added stress of, for all intents and purposes, getting kicked out of a program that she requires for school. It's really, really extremely frustrating, he said. 
The YMCA of Medicine Hat CEO Sharon Hayward said, The government restricts licensed child care programs to children between the ages of 0 and 12. Once a child turns 13, they are no longer allowed to be in a licensed child care program anywhere in the province. Again, this is a government regulation, she said, and not a YMCA decision or choice. But according to the Office of the Minister of Children's Services, licensed child care programs must provide care to children with disabilities under the Early Learning and Child Care Act. The Early Learning and Child Care Act allows licensed child care programs to continue the enrollment of a child with special need or disability up to the age of 15. An inclusive child care supports such as on-site training and coaching and access to funding for short-term engagement supports are available to help licensed child care programs accommodate children with special needs, said Andrew Wraith, spokesperson for the Minister of Children's Services. But the province stressed that once a child with a disability reaches 13, child care providers are no longer mandated to provide that care. Medical Motherhood is a weekly newsletter giving those raising disabled children the news and information they need to navigate complex systems. Get it delivered to your inbox each Sunday morning or give a gift subscription. Subscriptions are free with optional tiers of support. Thank you to our paid subscribers. Follow Medical Motherhood on all the platforms or visit the Medical Motherhood merchandise store to get a t-shirt or mug proclaiming your status as a medical mama or medical papa. Do you have a question about raising disabled kids that nobody seems to be able to answer? Ask me and it may become a future issue. Thank you for listening. Our music was composed by Ehimitsu and used under a Creative Commons license. Mama Radio. Oh, Mama all day.